cannot be silent. United in love, united in Christ, we can bring about change. Although we often do not admit it, I believe one of the most challenging things for us as a body of Christ is to love one another unconditionally and without judgment. As I often say in my congregation, to love someone in spite of what they look like and even in spite of what they smell like <laughs> is a real test. Is a real test for all of us. How does one do this? How does one do this? We are often guilty of making love seem so easy. Wow. We make love seem so easy. It's <coughs> not easy to love as Christ commands us to love. You see, love involves a struggle. It is impossible for us to achieve such love for one another in our own strength. No matter how talented we are, the love of God requires a personal sacrifice. We lose something of ourselves in order to gain so much more in Christ. Sadly but true, even within the body of Christ, there is still division among us as blacks and whites. Race relations is not an easy topic to address. And it is not my intention to make you feel uncomfortable. We're one in Christ. We need to address this topic together. We need to realize how racism impacts all of us. You see, today, now is the time for us to cultivate authentic relationships with one another. Our common ground is Jesus Christ. And, and this is what and where we must continue to build upon. Thus, we're able to build in unity. We are called to be a witness of love to the world. In matters of race, racial reconciliation, the church must show leadership. No time for the blame game. Amen. Racism, racism is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's been around for a long time. Church, we must show the world how to live. We must set the example and be the example of spiritual oneness. Racism is sin. Racism is evil. Places whites 
or the dominant culture superior over the blacks, thus deeming blacks as inferior. And of course, racism involves more than just blacks, but because among, I am of African descent, we're going to focus on the blacks. Racism is age old and it is complex and complicated because it is both systemic and subtle. Racism is ingrained in the fabric of our Western culture, our Western way of thinking. It is deeply rooted in the systems of our day. Racism is subtle because racist ideologies and stereotypes have become normalized. And sometimes we don't catch it because it is so normal. Racism affects us all. <clears throat> Some of us are privileged because we are part of a dominant culture due to no fault of our own. And some of us are treated unjustly because of the color of our skin due to no fault of our own. Ephesians 6, 12 says, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Racism is spiritual warfare. Therefore, as a body of Christ, we cannot fight this battle in our own strength, nor can we deny its existence. Galatians 5.22 reminds us that the fruit of the Spirit is evidence that the power and the presence of God is at work in us. You see, it's the power and the presence of God that makes us one, that enables us to celebrate our differences. And even in this place today, I tell you, you look mighty good. <laughs> we are diverse, but yet we are one. That is reason to celebrate. You know, when we all get to heaven, and we, don't, we often sing that when we all get to heaven, what a day that will be. Guess what? When we all get to heaven, we're not going to look like we're not going to have glorified bodies. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> so we might as well get it right here. <laughs> oh, what a day that will be. And I think one of the reasons what a day that will be. The spirit of love is what unites us. You see, yes, I, I've been a victim. I am a victim of racism. But in Christ, I cannot blame the whole white race. Because in Christ, I see you as my brothers and my sisters. You know, there, there are times, you know, when people say, oh, the church did this to me, the church did that to me. The church didn't do nothing to you. There were individuals within the church that were acting up. There were people within the church. Even when we think of slavery, 
done in the name of Christianity to people who were so-called Christians. This is not what the Church of Christ is about. The students, you are called to preach the good news. <coughs> I say you were called to preach the good news. And it is the word of God that transforms call to a ministry of love. You see, love unites us so we can build authentic and lasting relationships. Love unites us to seek to find the common ground in spite of our differences. The love of God is transformational. And the love of God enables us to forgive John 17, 20 to 26, Jesus in his high priestly prayer intently prays for the church. And oh, how the church needs prayer. Jesus prays that we all may be one, both present and in the future. Meaning we will be one in ministry and one in mission. We being many members are called to be one body in Christ and in one another. Jesus prays that as he was completely one in the Father, that we would be completely one in him, thus causing us to be one with each other. The unity of the body would serve as a strong witness to the world that we are truly sent by God, that we are truly the disciples of God. When we fail to dwell in unity as one body in Christ, our witness is strongly compromised. It is only by dwelling in the Spirit that we can live up to the standard we have been called to live by being effective witnesses for Christ in the world. We are called to be the salt and light. We must show the world what it means to live in harmony. If we can sing together, then we need to learn how to live together. <laughs> we must show the world that we are indeed one. How can we do this? What are some practical ways for us to put this in practice? First of all, we need to pray in the spirit for one another. Prayer strengthens the bond between us. That's what I learned to do after 17 years as a pastor. I learned how to pray for my sheep. And when you learn how to pray for your sheep, you learn how to love your sheep. And guess what? Sheep bite sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Time they go their own way sometimes. But when you love
don't give up on them. When you love them, you see in them what they sometimes don't see in themselves. When you love them, you can't forgive them. So I learned to pray. I learned to pray in the Spirit. And by praying in the Spirit, the Spirit also enables me to see the things in me that I need to bring to the Lord, that I need to repent of. But secondly, as a church, we are called to engage the culture. We are called to go out into the world. Not only to be disciples, but to make disciples. However, we also need to be fully aware how much the culture of the day, the dominant culture, the language of the day, influences us and the way we treat one another, even within the body of Christ. We must talk. We talk much about reaching out to our neighbor. And this has become a major focus over the past year. As a member of the body of Christ, I still need to ask the question in 2016, who is my neighbor? Is my neighbor here? Are you my neighbor?
understand how even the Bible has been historically used and continues to be used to divide us within the body of Christ. Are we aware of the fable concerning the curse of Ham? Hmm? Genesis 9, 20-27. And it's something that you need to read and something that you need to look into. Because the, the, the fable or the myth is based on this text, Genesis 9, 20-27. Which tells of the story that Ham, one of Noah's sons, saw his father drunk and uncovered, and then exploits his father by telling his brothers. And his brothers, they walk backwards and they put a blanket over their father. Noah, realizing what his younger son had done, issues a curse. The opposite of a blessing is a curse. By saying, curse be Canaan, servant of servants, he shall be to his brothers. And notice the curse was not on Ham, but the curse was on the son of Ham. One of his sons, Canaan. Further to this story is the understanding that Ham is known as a father of the Keshites, or the black people, or as we know them today as the, Ethiop the Ethiopians. This portion of scripture taken totally out of context, gives rise to the myth that black people are divinely created to be servants. Such passages were used to condone slavery by so-called Christians. We need to be careful how we use the Bible. We need to be careful by taking a few texts and making it saying something that it really doesn't say. We understand that through Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on the cross that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The curse of sin. Every curse through Jesus Christ is broken. In Christ, we are made new again. God in Christ has removed the wall of separation because of sin. And lastly, love cancels. 
is what keeps us apart. But love is what unites us. We don't need to walk in fear any longer, amen? We don't need to walk in fear. And because of Jesus Christ, we don't need to walk in shame or in guilt. But I do believe there is much work to be done. And I believe it can be done when we walk together as one body in Christ. I do believe that by being one, we will be able to cross the racial divide. I often say to Dr. Gardner, things that are happening among us within the body of Christ because we are united. We recognize that there is much work to be done. And Lord, in faith we move forward. In love we pray 
Father, may our time together not be in vain today. But may something new be birthed even now in all of us. Because we understand what your word says. That we are to love one another as you loved us. Forgive us, Lord, when we do not love as we ought to love. Forgive us when we allow the opinions and the judgments of others and even of ourselves against others to get in our way. Lord, help us to know your truth and to walk in it. Lord, I pray your blessing to be upon the ABC community. And I thank you for the pastors that you continue to raise up and call the spiritual leaders, the teachers. You continue to raise up to remind us that you are building your church. In Jesus' name.